I heard the sirens wailing as I came through the woods. My heart beat a little faster as I realized they were headed toward my end of the street. I sped up, but stayed close to the edge of the woods so no one would see me. I certainly didn't need to get caught when I should have been at home in bed. Suddenly, I caught a whiff of smoke and could hear the crackle of a fire. As I cleared the tree line, I could see the flames leaping toward the sky, and I instantly felt tears spring to my eyes. It was my house! I could barely breathe as my heart hammered in my chest like thunder. Running toward the house, I saw huge hoses snaking across the lawn, all pointed toward the upper bedroom windows. My eyes scanned the crowd of people lined up on the sidewalk, and I saw my neighbors, but no one from my family. With legs feeling like lead, I sprinted toward the back door, but a fireman who was rounding the side of the house with an axe thrown across his shoulder saw me and intercepted my attempt to go in. I screamed, but with no sound. Fighting him by scratching and clawing, I managed to break free, but soon another strong pair of arms wrapped around me like a vice. Tears streaming down my face, I finally managed to scream out, My family! They're in there! Help them! I heard one of the firemen call on his radio to alert the others about possible victims, and hearing that word caused me to collapse against the man holding me. There was a buzzing in my ears. My tongue felt tingly. Then I spiraled into darkness. No! I cried as I thrashed around in my bed, sweat beating on my forehead, damp sheets tangling around my legs. It was that nightmare again, inspired by my own horrible reality. I could feel every emotion, smell every smell, just as if I was there that night almost five years ago. My heart was pounding, my mouth dry as I lay there panting as if I'd just run the same distance I did that night. With a trembling hand, I wiped my tear-dampened cheeks. Then, reaching over, I clicked on the lamp beside my bed to chase away the darkness, for at least a few minutes. After my eyes adjusted to the brightness, I could see the tiny tattoo on my wrist. Laying back against my pillow, I traced it with my finger, remembering every moment of pain the day I'd gotten it done. The pain I'd felt on my skin couldn't erase the emptiness in my heart, but would be a constant reminder of my loss and guilt. Turning my head, I glanced over at my nightstand and my eyes locked on the simple silver frame that held the only salvageable photo of my family. A fireman had retrieved it from the rubble. It was water-damaged and scorched on the edges, but was the most precious thing to me. It was the only physical proof they had been alive once and that we'd been a happy family. I'd always been the model child until right before my 16th birthday, that was when I fell in love. It wasn't falling in love that changed my life, but it started the chain of events that led to the fire. The object of my undying affection was Tristan O'Neill. Tristan was heartbreakingly beautiful. He towered over me at six foot four, even though I was unusually tall for my age at five eleven. His hair was dark blonde with lighter blonde highlights made by the sun, and he wore it short and spiky an easy style because he played football and loved to surf. He had been a senior when I was a lowly freshman, and unfortunately, he didn't know I existed. The reason he had no idea who I was? Simple. I was a dork. 
tall, gawky, ginger-haired, and sporting a nose full of freckles that I found unattractive and was always trying to cover up. On the day that I lost my heart, I'd been walking down the hall when I got intentionally shoved by one of the boneheaded football players who seemed to have radar for the weaker kids. As fate would have it, I ended up falling not so gracefully into Tristan's arms. Embarrassed beyond belief, I'd looked up to see the most beautiful blue eyes I'd ever seen looking down at me with concern. Are you okay? He had asked before gently helping me back to my feet. With my face flaming redder than my hair, I'd mumbled something unintelligible and then stumbling away, ran into the bathroom, where I proceeded to hyperventilate and bawl my eyes out. My embarrassment was off the charts, but I also couldn't help but relive the phenomenal feeling of being wrapped in his strong arms. And he had smelled good. So good. 